all your photo, video, and voiceover needs, check out the fine folks at Blu-ray Productions. They will take good care of you. If you don't believe me, you can see for yourself. Check out their work at blueberryproductions.tv, the Facebook page, Blueberry Productions, also a Vimeo page, a YouTube page, and it's Blueberry, B-L-U-B-E-R-R-Y, Prod on Twitter. Check them out today. Blueberry Productions, great people, great work, great service. Hey there, your yard took a real beating this summer. Luckily, Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard has your back. Just feed your grass with Scott's again this fall when the air is cool and the soil is warm. It's the perfect time to give your lawn a boost. If you do, Winter Guard will give your yard the nourishment it needs to help weak, thin grass recover and support root growth, giving you a greener, more resilient lawn both now and next spring. Guaranteed. Grab a bag of Scott's Turf Builder Winter Guard today. You'll be back to barbecuing in no time. This is a Scott's Yard. Hey parents, we all try to be extra careful with our children in the car, but then we get an important call or text. Remember, our children are watching. Make every drive a good example. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Hello, my name is Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focused on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student-athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Once again, www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com. Or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24. Or you can call me at 404-542-607. Once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Folks, back in the Boss Man Show, about to cover some baseball, some basketball with Scott Agnes of Fieldhouse Files. He's a friend of right now. Scott, what's up, brother? Hey, good to be with you. Glad basketball's back, and uh, we have some good playoff games going on right now, so can't complain too much. Yes, indeed. Well, Scott, I want to talk to you about the Pacers, man. I thought they did good as they could, considering all things, man. They competed against Miami very hard, and they gave Nate the extension of a year, then they fired him two weeks later. So I had to talk to you. So what led to Nate's firing, man? Yeah, so there's a lot there. And um, going into the this restart and, and 
all of that. Um, right before all of that, it was understood that it wasn't a given that Nate was back, right? Because the team had held a team option for him for next season. But because they gave him the extension, which essentially mostly just guaranteed this next year, because they held that team option, they basically enabled that and then pushed back, added a team option for next year. Thoughtful, considerate, considering everything going on. And I figured in this pandemic time, when you don't know when the season might restart talking about next year, why wouldn't you want some continuity? But ultimately, there's several things that led to this. Um, it was the fact that they got swept yet again. Uh, he hadn't won a playoff series as Pacers head coach. In fact, he's like 3-17 and 17 as a playoff coach. Now, you should throw the context in there that he's also, except for this year, always been the underdog. They've always been counted out. Now, while they were the underdog this year, that was just by their seeding. They were four, Miami five. But realistically, I don't know of anybody that, predicted the Pacers to win the series however that said even with the parts they had and with good coaching they should have won at least a game maybe two and so ultimately ownership and more so Pacers president Kevin Pritchard with whom Nate's worked with for 11 years said all right it's enough is enough we got to stop settling for mediocrity let's make a change so while it was surprising there are some understandable aspects to it all and Scott, I, I feel like, like you said, Nate, considering all things, didn't have his full roster, injuries, all that stuff. All those different years is always something. You know, with, even when he played Cleveland, he only lost all four games by 16 points. So I feel like he mm -hmm. took the talent that the Pacers gave him, did what he could with it. Now, I get getting swept is bad, but he did take the Bronze Angels to seven games. And, you know, he, I think he maxed out that roster, if you ask me, looking from an outside perspective. I thought he did incredibly well during the regular season, but if it just came postseason time, it was very underwhelming, I think is the best word to describe it. It, it. it was as much how they lost as it was that they lost. Most definitely. And Victor Oladipo, I read a report on hoopshype.com that he wants out. Um, you're around that team. How true is that Victor wants out and that Victor uh, played? I think I think he played because he wanted that money. He didn't want to not lose that money. That's why he played in the bubble. But what are your thoughts on Victor and will the Pacers have to look to move him and get something bad for him where him leave for nothing after next season? Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of layers to this. It's not as simple as wanting out or wanting to stay. Um, for one, he wants the most money and an opportunity to win. And his best contract situation – um, just from my financial stake was not to sign an extension last fall, which he was eligible for and the Pacers wanted not to sign one this summer, which he's eligible for and the Pacers want it's to wait till next summer. He's an unrestricted free agent. So you have bidders. So any team can come after him and make offers. Now the Pacers obviously own his bird rights so they can offer him kind of uh, an extra year ultimately. And that's more guaranteed money. So from a, a dollars and cents standpoint, I think personally, this is something that he's got to consider. He's, what, 28, 29. He's coming off an, a traumatic injury. And I don't know how comfortable teams are going to be wanting to throw out, say, a max contract and pay a guy $35 million at your age 34, 35. Um, and if he doesn't, what, and I've already said this on my own podcast and other places, if not, he sure as hell better get, a, a, get an insurance to protect himself if the worst does happen this year. Um, in terms of does he want out or not, again, a lot of layers to it. I think there's more intrigue with those around him about what they could do in other markets, talking about fashion, endorsement deals, 
um, just a better lifestyle um, on top of the fact that the Pacers have not had postseason success. So there's the lack of postseason wins and the intrigue about what it could provide elsewhere because we know Vic has all kinds of interests in music and fashion and he even appeared on The Masked Singer and things like that. And Scott, the Pacers are notoriously not paid the luxury tax. So how much does mm-hmm. that factor into contracts of Miles Turner? You have on the books right now. Other guys with TJ Warren, he's on a good deal. But if you want to keep Victor Depot, you have to move some guys to fit that salary in and keep on the luxury tax. I know Herb Simon does not want to pay a tax. Never has been a tax payer. Yeah, he's only played it a couple times. And honestly, being a small market, if you don't have a chance to contend for a championship that year, no, they're very unwilling to pay that tax. They're not, uh, you know, these investment places, or, you know, the, the Golden State Warriors or, or teams like that, or uh, um, Steve Ballmer of the Clippers, who is worth, I don't know, hundred probably $100 billion, something ridiculous, right? So that's just a, a rounding error for them. For the Pacers, it's not. I mean, his fortunes build up in malls, and guess what? People aren't doing right now. They're not I'll going be. to malls, so yeah. that count that that's complicated and all that. But for Victor, yeah, you're right. They would have to move someone um, down down for next year when it would kick in, presumably if that's when it came to be that he wanted that extension and sign a new contract. Because you have Brogdon at 18 million, you have Miles Turner at 18, and starting this next season. Um, Domana Sabonis will be, I think, right around 19 per year. So they couldn't tie up in Indiana. You cannot tie up a hundred million dollars of, say, a hundred and nineteen million dollar cap on four players. It just doesn't work, most definitely. And since uh, Kevin ruled on from Nate, what type of coach are you looking for now? Is he trying to hire to replace Damon Millen? Because I know his offenses can be very basic and antiquated. You know, that's been a complaint of Nate's offenses. Defensively, great, but offensively, very antiquated, mm-hmm. very old school limited. So who are you looking for in a coach here going forward for you guys now? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised with the move again, and I, I would have suggested consider bringing an offensive brain. They have an incredible defensive coach and Dan Burke, who's been there since 97 when Larry Bird hired him. Nate's very much a similar old-school defensive-minded guy. If you watched him play with the Seattle Supersonics, he was a defensive guy. Um, so I thought they, quite honestly, just could have used some creativity with a, a an assistant coach that would have been essentially your offensive coordinator. Now it's not what they're going to do. So they're going to bring in a new head coach. And I think you're, it's going to be an offensive mind. And I think it's going to be a, a guy that's well-established and has been a head coach before. I don't see this hire being one that's like, let's give this person a chance or let's see if he or she can coach. I think this needs again, to be your established coach that is ready to take this team to the next level. And football, it reminds me when, uh, Tony Dungy was fired in Tampa Bay. John Gruden was brought in, and Gruden won the title that year. It was kind of Dungy's team still, but Gruden was that yes. missing piece that changed things a little bit and put them over the top. And I think that's very much what it is um, right now. There's a lot of great things going on with the Pacers, but if they could better utilize its personnel, if they can update it off its offense so they're not 30th in three-point attempts, despite being like top five in three-point percentage, so many of those things that are, again – Underwhelming. That's the word I keep going back to. And Scott, how realistic is the Kevin and Herb's outlook? Because think about this: the Nets will be better next year. So, do you say the Pacers better than Nets? I don't think so on paper. So it's like if you still you're still looking at six to eight range. If you ask me honestly, the truth about the Pacers roster as it stands right now. So 
expectation with a new coach is going to be taken over the top. But looking at the Eastern Conference, it's kind of like they're still kind of that little zone of six to eight still, even when you add up the, the Nets and the Sixers maybe being better next year. Yeah, so I won't go that far because I, I think they're better than Nets. I don't trust Kyrie after the first okay. month of the season. Durant, we haven't seen post-injury. He may look terrific. We know what old KD is. We haven't visually seen what new KD is. Yeah. And I don't trust that roster as much just yet, plus a new coach. Philly has been a disaster for two or three years. They're after the Pacers. What I think all I do is flip-flop Pacers and Heat right now. Heat are clearly probably a top three at minimum team in the Eastern Conference. I think Pacers are probably fifth right now with no changes because, JR, on the other side of that, keep in mind how many missed games that the Pacers had this year. Most Almost 200 combined games. Victor didn't play until January. Malcolm missed months of the season. So Pacers were on track to win 50 games despite the injuries. And so, again, Nate and his staff did an outstanding job during the regular season. It was just come postseason where guys were faded, they didn't make a ton of adjustments, and the offense lacked that creativity that it could really use. So I, I, while I would agree that they aren't that championship contending, I, I certainly think they're in that next tier right after that in range three to five. Now, Scott, uh, what are some moves that you think Kevin may make to help improve the roster? I know the, the first-round pick is gone to Milwaukee for Malcolm. Second-round pick is gone mm -hmm. as well. So what moves around the edges do you think they'll make with the mid-level exception maybe about annual section to bring in some guys to help next year to make the roster a little bit more complete with shooting? Yeah, so they do have their second-round pick. That's pick okay. 54. That doesn't get traded till next year. Okay. It was protected, I think, 45 to 60. Um, okay. But the first round, you're right, is, is gone with Milwaukee. And honestly, I don't see this being a great draft, um, it, what it seems like, and that's the, what those that watch it more closely than I uh, have been saying. I, I don't think it's a horrible thing not to have maybe a draft pick, but they could always trade in. Maybe they could get a late first for a guy like TJ Lee, where you kind of – he's probably he's, – he's, He's not going to do anything with this roster. He needs a fresh opportunity. Maybe another team has seen him on video and says, hey, it's better than a flyer late in the first round. Maybe that's what you could do. But the other options you're looking at, of course, do you deal Victor right now? Do you wait midseason? Or do you have hopes that he'll re-sign? What do you do about your bigs? You could trade, um, say, Domana Sabonis or TJ Warren. Say their stock's never going to be higher. I don't think that's the move you do, but that's something I would consider. Um, the next thing after Victor, whether you move him or not, is I think Miles Turner because um, part of me says this could be a, a new coach could rejuvenate him a little bit. He's kind of felt out of touch, uh, misused the last couple of years, even changed agents. One of four or five different pacers now that have changed agents in the last four or five, six months. So that kind of tells you, how guys have been upset both with their situation and roles a little bit. Um, and so I, I think those are kind of your moves. They decided on a coach to move on. So you hire a new one. Do you decide on Vic? And then I think probably a Miles Turner is your next move um, if you decide to do that. Because otherwise, the roster is pretty well set. You already have 12 guys under contract for next year. Most definitely. That's what I got for you, Sky, is this. The All-Star game, I know it got postponed due to mm -hmm. COVID. I'm looking forward to coming up there next year, but not happening. Any word on when that'll come back to the re redone Bakersfield Fieldhouse? Yeah, we just don't know quite yet, mainly because we don't know about next season yet. And it sounds like what their NBA owners are trying to do is push back the season as much as they can in hopes that, say, a vaccine is in place and and more specifically that you can have fans in the stands because that's where a ton of revenue comes in. 
especially for a franchise like the Pacers. The Lakers can depend on a TV contract. The Pacers cannot. They need the concessions, the merchandise sales, and, and fans in the seats. And so, hypothetically speaking, what if you move the season back to, I don't know, January, February, March? Maybe you would honestly have an all-star game in May, June. Um, if not, maybe you push them all back, but more specifically, more likely, I should say, you would probably jump to the end of the line, and I think that would be after Cleveland and after – I want to say Salt Lake City um, are the next two stops. So maybe it'd be another three years if it does not happen for the 21 season. Scott, thank you for your time, my brother. Good to catch up with you, man. Hope mm-hmm. your family is being safe and hope to talk to you real soon, my, my guy. All right, Joe. Thanks for having me on. That's Scott Eddings on, on the Boss Man Show. Thanks again, brother. Hip-hop fans, I got a great album for you. The debut album from Family Grinding NC, True Speech, and 313 Fresh. We're going to give you two discs, 33 songs of pure, genuine hip-hop. Albums available on iTunes, Amazon, Google Play, illstreetrex.com, and streaming live right now on Rhapsody, Beats Music, Spotify, Xbox Music, Slacker Radio, and SoundCloud. Check them out today, True Speech, and 313 Fresh, Family Grind, ENT. Believe in it, get it. A gorgeous tan from Suntan City gives you an inner glow that relights the fire when you run into your first crush. Vicky, who is that? An old boyfriend. Lucky you just tanned at Suntan City. Lucky he's single. We're doing lunch tomorrow. Won't be single for long then. During Tour of the City, try all five tans, including spray tan for just $4.99. Restrictions may apply. Click to buy now. When you're a teen, you finally get to make some of your own decisions. Who are you going to hang out with? What do you want to be? Are you going to glance at that text while driving? Remember, a split second is all it takes for something tragic to happen. Be in the zone. Turn off your phone. Visit childrenshospital.vanderbilt.org slash B-I-T-Z to learn more about our teen driver safety program. Brought to you by the Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital at Vanderbilt, the Ford Motor Company Fund, and the Allstate Foundation. Is maybe the night that my dreams might let me know All the stars are closer, all the stars are closer Tell me what you gonna do to me Confrontation ain't nothing new to me You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue But you can't bring the truth to me Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA Okay With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need Get tens of millions of songs Download the Amazon Music app today yeah, yeah, it's your man, JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby, 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.